This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor Subsplash. Subsplash is a technology company that provides software solutions for churches and nonprofit organizations. Connect with Subsplash today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome back for our 59th episode of Rockcast. We're excited that you've joined us again today. We have a lot to share with you as usual. It seems like things are just constantly picking up around here, and we love this opportunity to tell you a little bit about what we have going on. I'm Emily Foreman. We have John Edmiston and Nick Erdo here today, and we have some great things to share with you. Nick, why don't you tell us about the status of 8.7? Sure. Yeah, 8.7 is, is in beta. Uh, that happened this week. Well, the week of the recording, the week that you guys hear this, it will probably be out. So uh, 8.7's got some really great fixes and some uh, features that I think John's going to touch on. Um, I would say performance is was one of the main things in 8.7. Right, John? Yeah. No, so that's the transition. That's good. <laughs> nice job, uh, guys. <laughs> hey, it's early in the morning here. Right. It's It's been two solid weeks of, of work. It has. Uh, so... Anyways, yeah, uh, performance is improvements are in 8.7. And, you know, that that's one topic to talk about. But I think the bigger topic is performance is, is always been a feature to us. We've always said that from the beginning. But it's really, you know, taken a, a front seat uh, majorly in the last probably month or two. Uh, we're re- really just scouring um, the code base looking for performance improvements. And, you know, I think we've, we've hit a few. Um, one of the things we talk about around here is adding a zero to everything. Everything that we do, because of the growth, we have to add a zero. So the number of churches using Rock, add a zero. The number of employees we'll, we'll have, we need to be planning to add a zero. But I also think we need to be um, planning to add zeros to the capacity of what Rock can do for churches. Um, and this is a, a great thing for big churches, but it's also a great thing for small churches because it means that they can be more efficient and effective with their platforms, that their platforms can be, you know, lightning fast. Um, it also helps us in our rock cloud strategy that it reduces the overall um, amount of infrastructure needed to run rock cloud, which again, helps us to reduce costs to, to everyone. So performance uh, is a big deal to us. And we've, we found a lot of things actually going way back that weren't performant. Um, and we fixed those. So... Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things is we'll see a piece of code that's, you know, running often and it's just eating up a little bit of CPU. And for the most part, people don't need that CPU, except when you're now paying for it. Right. So once you're paying for it, we can reduce that cost. And one of the things that we found, too, is there's a a certain concept within Rock called the uh, giving leader ID. And so this is a calculated, it, it was a calculated field, and well, it still is, I guess, based on how the family is trying to, you know, group their giving. And it's, you know, completely configurable and nothing from a feature set's changed at all. But we changed the way that was happening. That was happening in real time. And again, like you said, Nick, it's it's not that expensive. If you look at it myopically, it's like, mm, you know, what's the big deal? But if you think about how many hundreds of thousands of times that was being 
performed per day, even in a small church, because every person load was it was happening. And when you start grouping up people in inquiries, it was happening. Yeah. And when you start trying to do giving analytics, it's like happening like all over the place. You see, like, whoa, this is not good. Even on a small church, there's huge noticeable changes that if we just calculate that when it changes and then recalculate it at night just to make sure, you know, no one kind of went around the back door with SQL and, and changed something. It's now like instantaneous. I mean, it's there's no but there's no overhead to that. And and just to be clear, when John says now, that's actually V nine. We wanted to get that piece into eight seven, but we you know we run into complications with uh, table changes that we have to avoid. So that one got we tried for eight seven, but it's it's definitely an eight nine or nine zero. But that's one that we've been looking at and we have fixed. And yeah, and it it's amazingly different. Um, and we're looking for others like that. You know, we have some tools that we're looking at. Uh, to look at, look through what's happening in our system. We're thinking about other strategies of of putting uh, these tools onto a few maybe client customers that uh, we can look at because you know our our production environment that we run is is a really good example of uh, a lot of piece a lot of ways to use Rock, but we don't use everything. We don't use check in in our office, um, so it would be great to have it running on a few other clients so we could get that telemetry data and and look through it. Uh, there are also check-in performance changes that we we looked at. Um, again, noticeable changes uh, that will, you know, if you have, you know, telemetry today, you will notice the difference uh, on your graphs and charts uh, as soon as you install eight um, seven, and then some additional ones in nine zero. Great. So, do we want to talk about the SQL, the end of SQL twenty twelve support? Like yes, Just touch on that real quick. I mean, you have plenty of time, but we uh, <laughs> we uh, always want to be communicating ahead of time because we know with some of these infrastructure pieces, they are have a cost associated, that, and there's uh, more so than the cost. There's just an effort associated with it. So uh, we will be uh, sunsetting support for SQL Server 2012 in January of 2020. Um, you have plenty of time. And SQL Server 2012 has been out for a long time. Um, it says 2012, but it was actually out, you know, before 2012. So uh, Microsoft just ended life uh, of uh, you know 2008. And then when I say end of life, they like that's the part where they put it in the grave. It's been already said, don't run this. Yeah. And but they, they they extend their support for a few years. But they already said no more after uh, I think it's in a month or two. You. You can't call Microsoft on, on SQL Server 2008. And so we're just trying to help you get one step ahead. We, don't, we never want to be that far in the past. Plus, if we can, if we can ramp it up to say we, we, the minimum level is 2014, there's a few extra features we could probably start using. Um, and some of the newer features that are coming out, like even in 2019, are really exciting. It's not so exciting that we won't be able to get to use them for probably another four or five years. But, you know... <laughs> You can always look to what's new and and uh, and look forward to it because four years will be here before we know it. Yeah. So if you're moving off of 2012, you know you can look at moving to 2019 because by the time you move off, it, it will probably have been released. Yeah, and you might you know if you're if you if you are in 2012, you might be thinking proactively like, how do I wait till 2019's out and just move once? Because yeah. then you'll be good for a long time. Yeah, probably eight years. <laughs> Great. I would like to give a few updates on some of the community events that we have going on. Um, we are, well, this week we just wrapped up a masterclass and had, I 
think the largest class that we've had so far. It was a great class. Yeah, Michael did a great job. He did an awesome job. It's been really fun for us to continue like honing our process around this. In fact, right after this recording, we're going to meet as a group um, to determine how we can tweak our processes and change things again to continue um, making it a really excellent experience. Uh, but we, you know, we interacted with churches there that were in every kind of stage of relationship with Rock, whether that's a considering stage, and they really wanted to know exactly what. Um, working with Rock would look like and what the feature set is in depth. Uh, they wanted to connect with the core team all the way to a church that's been running on Rock for a couple of years. And actually, we had a great conversation as we wrapped up yesterday with a guy who has, he's not the main Rock contact at his church. He's a guy in, in IT on that team. And the church had already sent two people a year ago to master class. They were master class trained. They were responsible for um, internal training and support on Rock at their organization. And they said, well, um, he should just come too. We need a little bit more depth of support. Um, so he showed up to learn a little bit more about Rock and why and how and had a great time, came away and said it was a really, really good opportunity. And he's so glad he did it. Um, so it seems like a very successful training event for a wide range of um, uh, position types and a wide range of sort of that implementation status. And if you've been, um, I'd encourage you to look around your organization and see who else might be a really good fit for that class, um, who else the, the information would benefit in their role, and who else it would be beneficial from an organizational perspective to have trained in that as well. Um, you shouldn't probably be the only person that knows how things run in Rock at your organization. Uh, you might want a vacation someday. So I do encourage you to continue looking at who might be a good fit for Masterclass and send them send them this way. We'll be happy to meet them. And we always tell our students here, we know you're coming in with some key things you want to learn. So make sure that's what you take away. And if it isn't, connect with us before you go and we'll help you get um, the answers you need before you go home. So it's a really great opportunity. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite parts of the Masterclass is when uh, on the first evening, there's a dinner and, you know, people are talking with you guys or talking with me or whoever from our core team is there. And it's just so cool that we can like drill in and answer very specific questions about their situation. And, you know, it could be a half an hour or an hour long discussion if, uh, if they choose. And then there's a, usually a hotel thing going on with slightly less people from the core team, but I like to go to that and, you know, we do demos and show people things and answer more questions. It's just, I love that. Yeah, I, I actually learn a lot at those dinners about you know what feature sets um, people are using, and and in, the, I mean, we're always talking about you know resources that we're reading, like uh, you know what books are you reading that you're learning from. I mean, there's just so much to learn from each other, um, and that's what I love about our community. It's 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 so like rich, and by we're all like bi-directionally sharing yeah. things. Very true. Another event that we have in full swing right now is our roadshow season. So that is the opportunity that many community members take to host a roadshow, which means opening their um, church campus, bringing in churches that don't know about Rock yet, uh, taking a presentation that we send, delivering the presentation, and then doing an open Q&A with those churches. Um, that's a, a huge help to our team. It is It presents the important community aspect of Rock right from the beginning, which is our secret sauce. Um, and the secret sauce is you, our, you know, our listeners. You guys are it. And um, so I just really wanted to say thank you. I know many of you are hosting and leading roadshows, and that's a, a time commitment for you. And you 
you probably have to figure out how to sort your work week to accommodate that. And we're really appreciative of that. So I, a big shout out to our roadshow hosts and presenters. Thank you very much. Um, what you do makes a big difference. In fact, a couple of the roadshows last year um, resulted in uh, multiple numbers of churches in those two regions uh, who are now either running live on Rock or working on their implementation. And that's directly out of those roadshows that were put on last year. So a major thank you to the community members in our listening audience who help out with that and who just have a heart for for sharing how to improve ministry. And it's it's the big C church um, mentality. Mm-hmm. And, and what I love about it is it gets everyone off to the right start. They are now sharing um, and demonstrating to the next churches that come on board how to share. That's right. One other and our major community event that's coming up is our conference in September. So we did move it, if you haven't heard that yet, from August, uh, which we've had the last couple of years, to September to better accommodate the schedules of our attendees. It will be September 23rd and 24th at New Spring Church in Anderson, South Carolina. We're very excited about that. We're hard at work on the details of that conference. Um, It'll be a larger crowd this year. It will be a whole lot of great best practices. Um, Two things, registration is open. Make sure you get your registration in. The prices do continue to go up the closer we get to the event, so this is a great time to get that booked. Um, Additionally, if you have some topics to share, we have our speaker call open right now. Um, Don't think about have I been on stage before? Is that my favorite thing to do? Think about this. Have I learned something that would put someone else's ministry uh, in a better position that will move them forward with connecting with people? This is not an event for professional speakers. This is an event for community members who have a heart to share. And we're really thankful because this community in Rock is very sharing, very generous. And this is one event that really showcases that. So two things, get yourself and your team registered and send over those speaker ideas to me, and um, and we will be in touch soon about um, next steps and details on that. I, I also like to give a quick update on the number of churches that are running on Rock. I would love to give you a, an actual factual number of the number of churches running on Rock, but again, we don't really invoice, and so we require churches to tell us when they when they have made the move. Um, Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It's probably not the first thing a church thinks about when they're in the middle of an implementation. There are probably a couple other things on their minds and schedules. So sometimes we just frankly don't have that information and we find out later. Um, But of the churches that self-report, we have about 440 churches running on Rock right now, which is great. We're seeing that number moving up, but we know it's a very hyper-conservative number, and there are actually quite a few more organizations running on Rock um, than that, and that's great. We love the openness of that. Um, All we use that number for is an indicator of growth, um, and so we can kind of watch the percentages change, which is really cool. But you might check your implementation status, uh, which you can do on your Rock login just make sure it's accurate if you're listening and wondering. Um, and it's a pretty exciting number to track. Yeah, we do target some communications <clears throat> and resources based on that implementation status. So getting right. it correct will get you more relevant data. That's right. More relevant information. Yes. And um, we also have an exciting new uh, website coming. John, can you tell us a little about that? Yeah, we actually have two websites. That's right. In fact, by the time you're listening to this, they should be released. Um, If not, it will be within a day of of that. Sometimes we don't like to release things on Fridays because it kind of tears into your weekend as you go around dusting off the little pieces that need to be finely tuned. 
but uh, yeah, we have two sites. So we've always had a rock website, and you guys have all, all seen that. Uh, we're trying to split that into two pieces. So we'll have what we call like the marketing site, which is I'm new to rock. Uh, what is rock? How do I get on rock? That's the audience for that site. And then we want to have a community site, whereas I'm already on rock and I don't necessarily need to see that all the time, all those other questions. I just want to get the resources I need to do my job day to day. And so we've really split those into two different sites um, so we can hit those two different missions um, with excellence. And uh, those, so those are, are done. We'll probably be polishing up because there's so many pages and, and, uh, and links that we've had over the years that we're, we're still working on. Uh, but it's really exciting. I think the split of those two things is going to be like a, a ginormous uh, improvement of what we do. Um, so, and now that I've been working with them and Garrett has been doing an amazing job um, getting those sites ready, as you work through those websites and you go back to the old one, you just kind of want to be like, oh, man. <laughs> it almost feels like V7 versus V8 again. You know, right. you, Every time I see a V7 site, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Which is cool because I'll feel the same way probably about V8 you know, in a year. Because yeah, so, right. we're always improving things, and, and that's the nature of our community. <clears throat> so that's really exciting, you know, having these two sites, and it's really going to be a platform for us to you know, go to the next level. We, we couldn't add a zero um, with our current right. site. Right, right. Yeah, it was it was uh, difficult to find some things, which is the next thing I wanted to talk about. We're, we're adding some new tools into that new community site. Um, prior to the launch of this new site, it was kind of difficult to help us classify issues that people reported, and that was an, a thing we really wanted the community to help with. Like, tell us if this is a feature request, a bug request. Um, is this issue reproducible? Can you actually make it happen with a set of steps? So we're providing, by the time you hear this, you'll, there'll be a tool out there that will let you quickly assess uh, and identify and label, we call it, uh, an issue for us. And then that will help it move through the pipeline quicker. Yeah, and we, we want more and more rock stars. And this is an opportunity really for as someone who's not technical, someone who's not a developer, to really not only become a rock star, but really help us, really help the core team and the, and the community of developers who are helping us with issues um, be efficient because you're you're taking a lot of work off our plate by double checking to make sure these are actually issues and helping us classify them. Right. So whereas before you maybe needed to be more of a developer type, you needed a GitHub account. Our intent was to make that easier. You don't need a GitHub account. We're gonna list them out on our website. You can see an issue and and uh, just dig in from there. Yeah, we we want to see a Rockstar T-shirt on you. That's right. <laughs> after, we definitely after do. This conference. Yep. All right, we have one final update, I think, for our for our podcast today. John, tell us about what's going, been going on with the conversations with the Archdiocese in Detroit. Yeah, so we've been talking about that on the podcast, how there's been interest um, from various Catholic uh, churches and the Archdiocese of Detroit um, on implementing sacrament features within Rock. And again, the more we drill into it, what we're really talking about is steps and steps has been on our roadmap for quite a while. We've been wanting to get to it, but we've had all these other, you know, required features that we had to get to first. Um, so it's really exciting to be able to work with, um, you know, uh, a denomination that hasn't traditionally been a part of the community, and at the same time, they're going to bring and help a major feature that we've always wanted. So this is like, I'm really excited about the feature of steps, but I think I'm actually more excited about just building. A, 
a non-denominational, truly um, a, a community that doesn't matter. And I love the fact that we're all going to be helping each other. Um, I think, especially in, in in our world, it seems like we create these false barriers where we all believe the same core tenets, and then we we go back into our little villages and don't talk. And I hope that the Rock community can be the start of uh, more conversations back and forth and and sharing of best practices. Because you know what, the Catholics have been doing steps for hundreds of years. <laughs> I looked it up. It was the Council of Trent in the 1500s where they came up with the sacrament, you know, list of the of the seven sacraments. And you know, we've been talking about how important next steps are and steps, you know, seems like for maybe two to three years. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's cool that that the denomination that's going to really help us get this feature into our product is also a denomination that has been doing this for consistently. I mean, that's a big, another big term, consistently for hundreds of years. So it, it's pretty cool. Um, it's a pretty great community where we all have something to share and we all have something to learn. I mean, there is nothing but good that can come from that. Right, and it's actually twice this week, which is kind of ironic. Um, two different people on two different occasions who are, they don't necessarily work at churches, but they're involved with helping churches, have come to us and said, hey, we really believe that this is something huge. This, this whole rock experience, this whole rock community is huge, and it's going to be a transformative thing for church technology, and it's really going to flip the, the space on its, on its ear. And I think they're right. And what I love about it is, is they say this rock thing, <laughs> not this spark thing, because spark right. is just a piece of this, right? It's all of us working together in this community is what's flipping it on the ear. Right. Um, and I think, you know, adding a zero to everything is probably not quite what God has in mind. I think he's probably eventually going to be saying two, maybe you know, or maybe even three zeros off of what we're doing. Um, and if we're going to be able to do that, it's because of everybody in our community and everything that we're working on together. That's right. There's a, a massive amount of um, of effort and interest and just a general love for the church and for the people that have yet to be reached, and that's a pretty incredible thing to be a part of. Right. And it's up to us to not only put our shoulder into it and help where we can, but also to help cha keep changing the models. I think that's the hardest part of what we've been doing is changing the model of what does it look like to participate in um, a project that's not specific to a church yet is funded like a church. I mean, you guys get it, like we how much communication has to go into that. But that's where the that's we couldn't have done it any other way. Mm -hmm. It's true. Well, thanks to all of you for joining us in this effort. We appreciate your support. We appreciate your uh, listening and being a part of what's going on, your, all of your efforts uh, in the community and with improving the product. You guys are pretty great, and we're so thrilled to be connected with you through The Rock Project. Thanks for joining us. Today's show was produced by Emily Foreman. Nick was our recording engineer who turned the dials and pushed the buttons. Jim Michael handled all the audio post-production mixing. In our amazing show notes, which you can find at rockrms.com connect, were transcribed and written up by Michael Garrison.
This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com/sponsors.